This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Wednesday, May 22nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Stream gauges to monitor California's water. Aid package headed to White House soon. And House hearing puts focus on USMCA. California may deploy stream gauges to better monitor fish populations. Senate Bill 19 would direct the Department of Water Resources to deploy a network of advanced stream gauges to measure California's water supply more accurately. The bill's author, Senator Bill Dodd of Napa, said California has lost the ability to record stream flow. Managing our water supplies is growing more critical and difficult due to gaps in regional and state water data, he added. Less than 14% of California's most critical stream segments have gauges, and half of those gauges fail to provide useful information, according to the bill. Environmental groups support the bill, perhaps for its promises for improving water management and the conservation of freshwater species. The bill is similar to Dodd's SB 919 last year, which was held in appropriations. The Senate passed SB 19 this week, with the Assembly taking it up soon. For the record, the U.S. Geological Survey calls them stream gauges, one word, not two, and says most are operated in partnership with local and regional entities. California's immigrants trending toward higher education levels. Increased education levels in Latin American migrants to California means there are fewer low-skilled immigrants and a smaller pool of farm workers than there used to be. That is according to immigration expert Hans Johnson at the Public Policy Institute of California. Johnson's most recent PPIC survey portrays the state as continuing to rely on immigrants with little formal education. In 2017, the survey shows 32% of working-age immigrants had not graduated from high school. They account for a large share of workers in agricultural production, while the tech sector brings the majority of college-educated immigrants. USDA rushes to finalize trade aid package. USDA is planning to hand over its proposal for $15 billion to $20 billion trade assistance package to the White House by the end of this week. That according to government officials speaking with AgriPulse. Farm groups have been clear they would rather have open markets, but so long as the U.S.-China trade war continues, they'll take the assistance. In fact, representatives of farm groups have been in separate meetings for the past several days to present their cases on how much their members need. We expect a formal announcement Thursday afternoon. Bloomberg is reporting that at least some commodities will get heftier payments than the first trade aid package unveiled last year. But USDA is already refuting at least some of those reported numbers. After first refusing to confirm or deny the reported numbers, USDA later issued a statement critical of inaccurate media stories. Report raises new questions. The biggest question about the aid package, aside from the payment rates, of course, is what measures of a farmer's production the payments will be based on. According to Bloomberg, USDA is considering uh, tying payments to 2019 production. But the USDA statement seemed to rule that out by saying that the package, quote, is being designed to avoid skewing planting decisions one way or the other. University of Illinois economist Scott Irwin says basing the payments on 2019 production would inevitably influence decisions of farmers who haven't planted all their crops yet. USDA is considering payments of $2 a bushel for soybeans, 63 cents for wheat, and 4 cents a bushel for corn. That was according to a Bloomberg story yesterday. 
Now, as we went to press, there was no indication of what payments or food purchases might be for nuts and specialty crops, but most of the sources expect assistance to be more widespread than a year ago. Trump demands USMCA before infrastructure. President Donald Trump appears to be playing hardball with USMCA, telling Democrats he won't work with them on an infrastructure bill until the new North American Trade Pact is approved by Congress. Once Congress has passed USMCA, we should turn our attention to a bipartisan infrastructure package that Trump's uh, telling Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi and Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer in a letter ahead of the Democrats' planned visit to the White House today. White House meeting is scheduled to be primarily on infrastructure, but Trump made it clear he is tired of waiting for Democrats and demand changes to USMCA. Cargill testifying at USMCA enforcement hearing. A hearing that a House Ways and Means subcommittee is holding today could provide some fresh clues as to what it will take for Democrats to support the trade pact. A hearing will focus on enforcement issues that some Democrats say must be addressed before the implementing bill can pass the House. The witnesses will include representatives of organized labor as well as top executive with agribusiness giant Cargill Incorporated. About 10% of Cargill's global revenue is related to trade with Mexico and Canada. A labor ally on the subcommittee, Representative Bill Passrell, says Democratic concerns about enforcing the new traded deal could be addressed without reopening the negotiations with Mexico and Canada. U.S., Japan, and EU continue talks on reforming WTO. U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer arrives in France today to take part in an Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development Summit, but he'll be focused on China for much of the time. According to a USTR statement, he'll be getting together on the sidelines of the meeting with his counterparts from Japan and the EU to continue their efforts to rein in abuses of countries with non-market-oriented policies and practices. And China is a big one. Clean water case could get dropped. Government officials in Maui County, Hawaii, will decide today whether to move forward with settlement talks that shut down a high-profile groundwater case that's before the U.S. Supreme Court. Farm groups have been watching the case closely out of concern that a Ninth Circuit Court ruling could open the door to regulation of nutrients that flow through groundwater. Environmentalists are concerned that the ruling will be overturned. So lawmakers representing environmental groups have proposed a settlement agreement that would result in the county dropping the case. Here's today's He Said It. We live in a world where we can't just think about one thing at a time. That Tom Tomich, director of the UC Davis Agricultural Sustainability Institute, when talking about how a system-wide approach may be needed in replacing chlorpyrifos rather than just one product. You can read more about the options the state is pursuing in the AgriPulse West newsletter. It hits inboxes this morning. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Wednesday, May 22nd, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.